Welcome to Harvest Time. My name is Chris Harper, and our host on this program is Pastor Gary Walton, the pastor of Harvest Baptist Church. We often get to spend our time on this program telling you the stories of our church as we interview our members and sometimes other friends of the ministry. We'd like to invite you to our live stream service this weekend at Harvest Baptist Church, which you can find on our website, hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org, or on our Facebook page at Harvest Family Radio. More about that at the end of the program. This week, we'll be in 2 Kings 2, and our final sermon in the series, Have You Seen the Power of God Lately? Let's begin today's Harvest Time by welcoming Pastor Gary Walton. Hi, Pastor. Half a day, Chris. Yeah, we're coming back this Sunday. This will be our second live stream only service after we were able to be in person for a while. And frankly, we're disappointed by that. We know how important it is for our church family to gather again. But we also know that the church is not just our services. There's many other things that make up Harvest Baptist Church and make up any church of Jesus Christ. And so the church is not stalled at all. In fact, we're pressing forward and doing the ministry that God's called us to. But our gathering service, at least for these few weeks, is only on live stream. So we'd invite you to be a part of that. And we're going to finish up a series that we've been looking at all through the summer on the life of the prophet Elijah out of the Old Testament. So we've been looking at some of the highlights of his life at the end of first of the book of 1 Kings. And on Sunday, we're going to finish up that series by looking at the last episode in the narrative of Elijah's life. And it's a connected with Elijah and Elisha, the prophet that's to follow him, and the way that God took him up to heaven in a chariot of fire. So it's a pretty incredible story on top of a number of other pretty incredible stories that make up the life of Elijah. The specific title for this message is The Farewell Tour, and in uh, 2 Kings chapter 2, it tells this little story of Elijah and Elisha preparing for Elijah's departure, and they go on a city-by-city tour, and there's some interesting interplay between the two of them, but I think there's some significance to why God brought Elijah to these locations, and so we're going to talk about that on Sunday, and then just finish up this amazing place at the end of the story where Elisha says, where is the Lord God of Elijah? And just saying, I've watched God's power in his life. Is the same God and the same power still available to me? And I think that's been our question throughout the series, is the same God, can we avail ourselves of the same power So we'd like to answer that. I think the Bible answers it for us. So that's this Sunday. We'd invite people to join us on live stream at uh, 9 a.m. This week, I'm very pleased to have back with us in the studio and talking about ministry, Clinton and Lucy Ethuamar. They're not new to anybody at Harvest, and they're not new to Harvest Time. In fact, even in this last year, they were here on the radio because they were part of our missions conference. But now they're back on our staff full-time, and I'm so glad to welcome you guys in this venue. Welcome back to Harvest. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And I know that we've talked recently about the amazing story of God's work in your life. So I'm not going to take a lot of time here today, but I wonder just for somebody that might be new and haven't heard it before, could you both share a, a, a short version of how God brought you to himself 
And then later on, we'll talk about, you know, the burden at harvest and how God brought you back here. So, Clinton, could you begin with that? Yeah, sure. I grew up on Feist. And, um, Feist is, uh, for those that may not know, where, where is Feist? Oh, Feist is uh, one of the other islands of Yap. Okay. Uh, yeah, I grew up there. And uh, both my parents and all of us in our family, we don't uh, have a relationship with Christ. We don't know God in our life. But it started when um, Pastor Roland, uh, one of the HVBI graduate, uh, he came from Yap. He graduated from here and he worked with uh, Pastor Mark Zimmer at Yap Baptist and he moved to Feist. Our island to serve there, and he started the Bible study with our uh, family. So Pastor Roland was from Fice originally, is that right? Or yes. he's from Yap? Yeah. Okay, so prepared here at Harvest Baptist Bible College, and then God called him back to Yap and then back to Fice to, yes. to start a church and Bible yeah. study, right? Yeah. Wow. He started the Bible study in our uh, house, in our living room, with uh, my parents and all of us in our family, and uh, he recommended me to come to Harvest Bible School. So I came here, but before I came here for my first year, and I got saved uh, in Yap, Pastor Paul, Pastor Mark's brother, mm-hmm. he's the one who led me to the Lord, and I came here. That was uh, 2012, before I came for my first year. Okay. Artist. I want to pick up that story in a minute, but Lucy, why don't you tell us about your background and your family and how God brought you to himself? I started going to a Baptist, to yeah, Baptist church when... One of the HBBI student students, her name was uh, her name Stella. Yes, yeah, she's from Yap, and so when it's summer, and she came to Yap, and she invited me mm-hmm. to go for a youth meeting. So that's how I ended. I started going to Yap Baptist Church, and so I started attending Yap Baptist Church until one day when um, Mark Zimmer was preaching. One Sunday he was preaching and he was preaching on he was preaching and he shared this verse in uh, Psalms uh, twenty seven ten says if thy father and mother forsake you the Lord will lift you up or mm-hmm. so uh, that verse really got me uh, realize how much God uh, loves me so Amen. much and like because uh, I my family my my dad was an alcoholic so most of the time. He's not at the house. He's just with his friends drinking around. And and so, like, my mom is the one always home trying to uh, keep the family going and yeah. make sure that we have school supplies and make sure we have a bus fee so we can go to school every day. So that verse really got me to know that even though my uh, my dad is not always home, but God is always there. Mm-hmm. So that's how I came to know God. And so I got saved in June 2006. That's before I came to Harvest. So that I asked God to to come into my life to save me. And But when I came to Harvest, that's where I get my assurance of uh, salvation during a summit, what they call it? Summit, summit meetings. Yeah, summit yes. meetings. Yeah. Wow, it's an awesome story, and I think that's part of how a big reason and the ways that God's prepared you to mm-hmm. minister to a lot of our girls, both here on the Bible College, and we really even feel like girls across our island. Mm-hmm. Many people have a story similar to yours, uh, families that are broken, and the idea that God loves us so much in this mm-hmm. way, it's really, it's really sweet reminder for each of us. Mm-hmm. 
I'm interested in asking you guys a little bit more about your life and ministry on FICE. So let's back up to that. Maybe I'll start back again with you, with Clint, because you were born there, right? You grew up on FICE, and then and then Lucy, you came with him later. So I'll get to that. But tell me about growing up on FICE. Alive in FICE is more, it's kind of hard there, especially for a living, food to live. Also for the, the Bible, the gospel, really uh, people they need they really uh, hungry and thirsty of the word of God how uh, many people are on the island approximately I would say um, 300 plus okay yeah, 300 some and I mean what what would life be like when you were growing up as a as a boy what what did a day look like for you I mean what kind of things did you do what's the island life like oh just playing and <laughs> uh, fishing and that's all we do. Yeah. Yeah. No vehicles on FICE, right? No vehicles, yeah. Yeah. There is a runway. There's a runway. <laughs> and a uh, small airplane, maybe uh, nine or ten passengers that comes. Uh, the plane comes there. And probably when you were gr- the plane would come and when you're growing up, the of course, the, the ship would come and you'd be able to get back and forth. How often would a ship come that you could get to Yap or beyond that? Or maybe... Two months, every two months. Every couple of months. Okay. Were you off FICE when you were a kid or not until you got it into your teen years? No, I I grew up there until when I was, uh, when I went for uh, school, high school, that's when I I left to the other outer island for high school. Okay. And you've lived by fishing, a little bit of farming, right? Some taro, but mostly fishing. and Fishing, and we we do our uh, own garden for food. I was in FICE with you, actually. We traveled over there about a year and a half ago, and we had a feast while we were there. At least when I was there, we ate pretty good. I mean, there was fish and lobster and, I mean, all kinds of good stuff. I can still picture that table filled with the bounty from the sea. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But it was hard, of course, and even as you mentioned, you know, every day you're fighting, right, to to feed your families. And I really loved what you said about a, a real uh, starvation of spiritual things, right? Can mm. you tell tell me some more about that? Yeah, the Bible translation, it's also hard for the people there, not really understand it. But uh, thankfully, uh, we have our missionaries, they come and explain it, the Bible to us. And, and also, right now, we have more of the Harvest Bible that uh, KJV and ERV, a translation, uh, help uh, most of the people there uh, for understanding the gospel. So there's not a Bible in the Feist language, right? No, only a Eulidian, but only in New Testament. There's no Old Testament. Okay, yeah. okay. So Pastor Rollins came when you were, how old were you when he came back home? I think when I was um, 18. Okay. Yeah. And God's done an amazing thing in the people there, right? Yeah. And the church, I mean, I had a chance to see the first little tiny Koyang yeah. that was there, and, and I think God blessed. And Well, why don't you tell us the story about that? Yeah, um, it started the Bible study there in our house, and um, only two or three family that they started to join when we had a, st- a Bible study. And um, uh, now when I finished, um, after I finished college, I went back. I said earlier that 300 some people, and right now it's, God is working on the island. It's more than half of the people that attending our uh, 
church services and Bible study, and um, we're praying. More are getting saved and uh, get baptized. Actually, before we came back uh, here in July, three guys that are saved and uh, they got baptized. It was uh, really a blessing, and uh, we see God work on the island in the life of people there that we see the gospel is being preached and uh, people are getting saved, yeah. Yeah, amen. We know that the church is not a building, right? It's, it is exactly what you described. It's people that are coming to uh, an understanding of what Jesus did and giving mm-hmm. their lives to him, surrendering their lives to him, and then growing in their faith. Um, but there's a kind of a cool representation of that happening in the, in the pictures of the buildings that were built so that you mm. could gather together. I mean, mm. there was a very small Koyang that, I don't know, maybe a 10, yeah. 20 people could fit in. We started in a living room, the house, okay. and then we moved out. My dad gave this piece of land, so we cleared it out and we fixed a Koyang. And maybe it fit 30-some. Uh, 30, okay. Yeah. And yeah. then um, two years after that, People are been coming and we're sitting under the coconut tree under the shade and stuff. So we have to build the next uh, koyang. So that's our koyang number two. And it's a little bigger. Maybe, Maybe. could seat how many? Yeah, hundred. A hundred. I would say hundred. Yeah, okay. we're just uh, sitting. And uh, another two or three years later, uh, now we have the concrete building. It means it's it's uh, more bigger than those two koyangs. So yeah. we have more. And sometimes um, we cannot even fit people for our Sunday service uh, using chairs, so we have to take out the chairs and have people sit on the floor for mm-hmm. for spacing. Yeah. yeah, I think when I was there, that's what happened. Yeah, there was a few chairs in there, and then everybody was on the floor. It was awesome, awesome, as people sang and just kind of echoed in that concrete mm. building. It was really great. So praise God for what He's doing, and there on Fice and your guys' investment in the in the ministry there. Lucy, when you went back, so you're not from Fice, you're from the mainland from Yap. Yeah. What did you think when you went back and, and lived there for, you guys were there for a little bit more than a year filling in for Pastor Rollins, right? Yeah. What did you think about it? It was really nice meeting a new people. Yeah. It was kind of challenging for me because of the culture and the language that I haven't uh, known it, but it was really nice making new friends and uh, getting to know new people and get to see most of uh, Glenn's family because most of them just live there on Fais. So it was really a blessing to be there to serve God with them. And the communication was kind of a struggle. Yeah. But as we stayed there throughout the year, I started to learn pick up the language little by little so kind of help with how we communicate with so but most of the time they'll come and like they'll talk to Clint and then Clint will translate it to me and then uh, so but it was really good it was really nice yeah (laughs) and you have two children right how old are your kids and what are their names yes Karis is two now and Lucas is seven months okay Life's a little different for them on Guam than it was on Fice. Yes. <laughs> right, yeah. How have they adjusted to being back here? Uh, at first, it was kind of hard for Karis because mm. when we got here and then we have to stay in for two weeks you for got quarantine. quarantine yeah. yeah. But uh, now that she's around and she's getting uh, used to, um, she's adapting to it. So it's great. 
Well, one of the great things about being involved with the Bible college is she has like uh, 65 aunties and uncles, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's very clear that Karis and Lucas, too, have been adopted by all of those kids. And it's beautiful to see your family in the way that they are. And you guys are just so passionate and in investing in the lives of these students. How many college students have come to Harvest from FICE now? Do you have a number? I don't know if we ever... I think it's 26. Wow. Yeah, 26, all of them. And Pastor Rollins went back to FICE not that long ago, right? 12, 13 years now? Yeah. So the church started in your home, your, mm. your dad's home, 12 mm. or 13 years ago. And now just that length of time later that the church has grown through all of those stages and 26 students mm. from the island of Fice mm. have been here on our campus going to college and uh, loving God and committed to serving him. It's a great story of God's work. Tell me about coming back to Guam and coming back to Harvest. I know that you've shared this in a, in a couple different places, Clinton, but how did God direct you and lead you back here? And then we'll, I'll ask about, uh, you know, kind of what your burdens are. Oh, that's really our uh, prayer, our family prayer. After we graduated from uh, here at Harvest Bible College and we got married uh, right after uh, my graduation, a week after my graduation, and we served on Main Island for two years and we moved to FICE. And uh, that's uh, still, still our prayer, God, where you want us to to serve you. And seeing the been seeing these HBBC students coming home uh, after they finished school or for summer and uh, serving the Lord. And really, that's our heart's desire. And we prayed, asking God if this is the, the will for Him for us to come and work here with the college students. And we have peace uh, with it. We've been praying about this. And, uh, you know, our heart is to serve the Lord with uh, college students and uh, want to encourage them to go back and serve the Lord or wherever they go, they serve the Lord. And um, I was so challenged to see both uh, my wife and I, our testimony that we are, we see, we start being part of the church and uh, ministry just because of the HBBI, HBBC testimony that they help us and we be involved and then we started to attend school and we got saved in the gospel. So uh, that's really our in our heart's desire right now to help these students to, you know, people are just in front. They they need they need to see. Uh, yeah, there's the next generation of Clint and Lucy's as teens and as young marrieds you know, on the islands all around us that do not yet know about Jesus mm. and know about his God's love that you explained to us, Lucy. And we would love to see a, a, another generation of young people trained and prepared and equipped to, to go back to the places um, that they're from, islands where they're from, where they're known and uh, go back with vibrant testimonies of the gospel and then even beyond our own islands to other locations where, mm. like Fice, where the gospel has still not been heard, mm. um, not only about around Micronesia, but even around this whole region. So uh, I think 
I'm, we've talked about this before, but the investment that you guys have been called to in the lives of these students, I think it's a very significant thing. And I'm praying that God would allow you to be so effective in your personal mentorship and discipleship, the example of passion for Jesus and love for his word and, and passion for the church. I, I'm just confident that that's going to rub off in so many ways in mm-hmm. um, the life of these kids. So we're so glad that uh, God's called you back here and uh, to be part of the, of the Harvest family and part of the team as we serve together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know you're also burdened for, and I'm burdened also for, you know, ministry in the church at Harvest Baptist Church. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're connecting some with our pastoral team, Clinton. You guys have been very active in just caring for people in the church. And uh, so I'm burdened for that as well. Um, that God would use you together leading our college students, but even as our desire to reach out across the island of Guam. Mm-hmm. There's so many people, so many homes like you just described, Lucy, of of young people and couples where God is not a part of their home. Mm-hmm. And they're searching for a hope that would define life and give purpose for their future. And uh, I'm burdened for that personally. And I'm thankful that God has brought you two along to help along with our our church family and caring for the people around this island. Uh, we got to go here, but Clinton, anything that got anything else that God's particularly burdened you for that uh, you'd want to share with us? They working with the uh, HBBC uh, college students, and uh, I'm so burdened of the Micronesian uh, uh, group, mm. uh, especially uh, here on Guam. Uh, a lot of. Uh, Micronesian here, and I want to reach them out for the for for the gospel, and that's really my wife and I prayer uh, every day that we'll uh, meet people and share with them the gospel. But we're praying uh, right now that uh, we're on lockdown, but we're praying that whoever across our path will see Christ in our mm-hmm. family and our testimony. So. Uh, yeah. You are not alone in that burden. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I personally share that burden with you. I know that our pastors, our, our deacons as well, our church family does. And uh, really believe that God's going to use you as a key part. We're looking forward to what God does. Thank you for being with me, with Chris and I here today. And we'll pray that God continues to provide for you and, and gives you great blessings as we serve together. Thank you. And thank you for listening to Harvest Time. Of course, we'd invite you to our live stream service this weekend at Harvest Baptist Church as we meet online at hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org at 9 a.m. this weekend, and also on our Facebook page at Harvest Family Radio. This week we'll be in 2 Kings chapter 2 in the final sermon in our series, Have You Seen the Power of God Lately? Now, we'll also be carrying that Sunday morning service at 9 a.m. here on 88.1 FM. Thank you for listening to Harvest Time.